Hello and welcome to this episode of IntelliFlow Insider, the podcast series from IntelliFlow. In each edition, we plan to discuss some of the hottest topics affecting financial advisors, providing insight and analysis where the latest technology meets financial services, and of course, keeping you updated with the newest tools and services available to you. We'll be joined by experts from across the industry to hear their take on the changing environment for advisors, aiming to give you a real-time view of the most important issues of today. Now, in recent episodes of IntelliFlow Insider, we've discussed issues ranging from the impact of COVID-19 to customer engagement. But in this edition, we want to talk about a big story even closer to home, one that marks an exciting new era of digital advice, namely the new brand of IntelliFlow. What does it mean for advisors, for investors and for the wider industry? Well, I'm delighted to be joined by three expert guests from IntelliFlow to discuss this. Chief Executive Nick Etock, America's President Jennifer Valdez and International Business Development Director Johan Koch, or JK. Welcome to you all. Hi, John. Hi, happy to be here. Hi, John. Well, it's great to have you all on the programme. I want to get straight into this as we've got a lot of questions to get through on, I think, what is a really interesting and important subject. So, Nick, I'm going to come to you first. Talk to us about the new brand IntelliFlow. Sure, John. We're, 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 firstly, we're very excited about this. Um, essentially, what we've done here is brought five leading software businesses together. So, namely, IntelliFlow and I4C in the UK, and then Gemstep, Red Black, and Portfolio Pathway in the US. So all five are now coming together under a single global brand, IntelliFlow, to launch a new global leader in financial advice technology. So we think this is really meaningful for our customers. Uh, the new IntelliFlow will be able to offer customers around the world a, a broader range of end-to-end solutions that span the entire advisory lifecycle. So right, the, right through from financial planning and practice management to portfolio management solutions, digital advisory, and right through to um, managed services as well. Um, And together, we're already providing solutions, actually, that support over 30,000 financial advisors worldwide with over 3 million end investors, all accounting for over $900 billion worth advised across the various platforms. So it's a pretty significant set of businesses already coming together as one. It's fascinating because there's a lot of change here. Um, Now, why are you doing this? Why now, Nick? Um, Well, I guess, um, you know, this all comes from uh, essentially our our belief and our passion in the value of financial advice. And we don't think, you know, financial advice has never been more important than in the world we're living in right here and right now. At the same time, all our data shows that the pandemic has dramatically accelerated the adoption of technology by both advisors and their clients. So use of our technology by advisors was up 60% over over the pandemic. And for for end clients, uh, it's been a marked increase as well. In fact, I was speaking with a customer just this morning who has transformed their entire digital engagement with their clients since COVID. And it's been absolutely vital for them. What we've seen is that PFP users have almost doubled uh, between January uh, 2020 and January 2021. Uh, 
And things like electronic signatures with our, with our DocuSign integration has leapt by over 1,600% over that time. This is fascinating, Nick, isn't it? I mean, when we last spoke, it was the impact the pandemic was having. And what you're saying here is, it, it, and what you're showing here is, is just the effect that, that, that we're witnessing. Absolutely, John. And I think that, you know, we've all had to come to terms more with technology over this this um, sort of COVID era, as it were. We're all using technology more, uh, whether it is to keep in touch with friends and family and so on. And in many respects, technology has been a real enabler and a real help for a lot of people over, over this period. Alongside that, we're also servicing a brand new generation of of, of customers and end clients, the, the clients of the advisors, whose expectations have really been shaped by technology and innovation. You know, they have an expectation of this capability. So today we're seeing that financial advisors essentially need to reach many more people uh, in more places. And increasingly, they need a partner who can deliver that, you know, who can deliver a seamless advisory experience. And it's against this backdrop that we're opening up our respective technologies, bringing them together, so customers, new customers in new markets can, um, can be provided with those solutions in a really innovative way, I'll say that again, innovative way, um, that will help our customers' businesses thrive and grow, both at scale and pace. Um, all of this is underpinned by a purpose, incidentally, which is to, to, um, to widen access to financial advice. And we think technology has the power to achieve that. And Nick, this is Jen. I was just going to add one point to that. And, you know, we talk about, you know, transformation in the way, you know, advice is delivered, but also we have to meet the end investor where they want to be met. And so I think you hit the point well that, you know, it's been a transformational year, but not only the way advice is delivered, but also, you know, how, how the end investor wants to engage, you know, it, technology plays an important role in that, especially in this environment. Now, we've been talking about the role of technology here, but what do advisors across all of your markets look for from their technology provider? Jen, back to you on this. You know, I think top of the top of the list here would be flexibility. Um, I hear it every day in customers that I work with that they want to leverage the technology. They need to create efficiencies and grow their business, but they need to do it in a way that's complementary to the other systems that are core to their business. So a couple examples include CRM or financial planning. And, and really being flexible means having an open and integrated platform that allows our technology to fit seamlessly into their current technology ecosystem. And Nick, what would you add to that? Service is, is really key. You know, um, web-based software is, is most typically these days deployed under a software as a service model. And it's that final word, the, the service word that is key. So sure, they've got important expectations over the software itself and its capabilities. And yes, it must do the, the various functionality items that it's, that it's um, uh, set there to deliver. But it's also about how you provide a service on top of that, you know, a service that really excels and delights. Um, so when, firm, when we talk to firms and customers who use our technology, it's things like our e-advisor index and our customer success teams that really generate a huge amount of interest because it's the work done by these people and the way in which they interface with customers that really helps advisors and advisory firms get the best out of the software and essentially enables them to transform their business. JK, I'd love to get your thoughts here as well. Your reflections on what advisors are, are looking for from their technology provider. 
Thanks, John. I think echoing from what uh, Jen mentioned before, one of the consistent messages I hear from advisors across multiple markets, not just not just the UK, is is the need for their technology partner to actually play well with others. So um, collaborate uh, well with each others, have, have the kind of open philosophy to integrate and work together. Um, the advice industry is um, incredibly fragmented. So having an approach where everyone comes together and services the end uh, advisor so they can service the end client is, uh, is very important. And as the advice tech market leader in the UK, we actually have a responsibility to ensure a fair market exists in each region we operate in. Thanks to the store and our approach to integration and partnership, we actually cater for a broad range of partner firms that provide the service to the advice industry. And you know, philosophically, we actually help them grow, we help them succeed, and in some cases, we give them access to an industry that they may have not had a chance to get to as well. Now, uh, Nick referenced the 30,000 customers you have worldwide just a little earlier on. What does this new brand mean for them? What kind of impact is it going to have for those 30,000 customers? Jen? Well, first and foremost, there's not any immediate service changes as a result of this news. You know, everything our customers worldwide get today, they will get tomorrow. And I think what's really important is that they know also, you know, the dedicated customer service teams remain the same and will continue to support and, um, as, as Nick likes to say, delight um, in terms of the service we provide to our customers. But what they are going to see is some great new branding and really bringing everything together under IntelliFlow will unify our combined range of solutions. And in the coming months, we're going to be opening up our technologies to new customers and new markets. We're going to be expanding our solutions. And so what they'll hear from us is what additional capabilities and solutions can be made available to them. And Nick, where would you, where, what would you say to that as well? Where would you pick up there for, from Jen? So Jen's absolutely right. And I guess um, one of the key things here is that actually the way these different technologies and, and capabilities that we're that we're rolling out are, are going to arrive is is going to be phased. It's going to be different different times in different markets. So, for example, we're working with um, some customers in the U.S. at the moment on the combined offerings of IntelliFlow Office and IntelliFlow Portfolio, and they're due to go live later this year. So, we're all very excited about that. Um, we're also talking at the same time to a few first mover customers at the moment in the U.K. who are interested in this capability and. Uh, and their interest in terms of a rollout sometime next year instead. So um, all of these services, the, um, the portfolio management capability, particularly uh, in the UK, will be aimed uh, primarily, primarily at private wealth firms who provide discretionary advice. But even core office for our advisory users will also benefit through some really great enhancements because of this. So for example, Areas like portfolio reporting and client management will evolve just because of this capability that we're bringing together. Um, so we're really excited. We are continuing to work with our customers to bring these solutions and, and other, more, other innovative solutions to really help power the advisory lifecycle and, and essentially widen access to financial advice. So echoing on the, on the Australian market, I think the, the new brand actually helps with credibility and commitment to uh, markets in the UK and outside the UK as well. So uh, this week has been quite a massive week for the Australian company, for our Australian um, entity, where we've set up a brand new office 
we've uh, employed our first staff in the region as well. So that, that cements our commitment to the Australian market. Um, in 2022, we want to go for a wide big bang launch in the market, but we're, we're aiming to be in pilot and have a live client this year in 2021 and a live clients, should I say. Um, there are massive synergies between the UK market and the Australian market, uh, particularly with things like market dynamics and changes in the advisor landscape as well. So be it firms exiting, exiting advice or education reforms that have helped shape the financial advisor community. Uh, we expect advisor numbers to drop in Australia. Uh, business models there will change and are changing right now. But I think what's really interesting here is uh, some of the learnings we've taken from the UK and our UK pedigree and history actually help us help, uh, land in the Australian market and help future-proof some of the um, firm's usage of our tech as we launch in the country as well. So there's a lot to digest here, a lot happening, a lot of it very exciting. But let, let's just step back for a moment uh, and, and pause and, and think about what the immediate focus is for Intelliflow now. JK, I'll come back to you first on this. What are your thoughts? Thanks, John. So I guess we, we are very proud to have a very large and uh, loyal customer base. And, you know, humbly as, as a market leader, we're um, uh, happy to support and service our existing customers and help them grow. So we continue to invest. Intelflow has increased its investment in technology substantially from three million to 12 million pounds per annum over the last two years, and will continue to do so. This year, we've launched our new user interface uh, that has just been rolled out to our customers. We'll also be launching our in-app support straight after that as well. We continue to build out our partner community and widen our integration coverage as well continue to integrate new partners to the Intelflow store, and also seeing an increase in demand in our application APIs to enable our investment and platform partners to not just send investment data to Intelflow, but also receive uh, data themselves to help streamline the onboarding journey for the advisor as well. Importantly, we're also committed to using our insights to deliver intelligent tools to the market, uh, using solutions like the e-advisor index that Vic mentioned before to help our customers grow as well. Yeah, JK, you make some really great points there. And I think um, it's, it, that, that's really clear that we're doing a heck of a lot. But one of the things I wanted to make um, understandable to everyone is, is how we're doing this as well. You know, so there's a lot of developments and enhancements coming into, into the, the different solutions. But at the same time, we're bringing these all together. So there is just one version of all the capability um, spread across the, 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 the three regions. And what that means is that it means that as we make enhancements in each of the different countries, they're immediately available for users in the other countries too. So that means we can evolve much more quickly. Yes, there's a configuration layer on top of each of those so that you know, if, you're, if you're in Australia, you're only seeing Australia-related um, uh, capability and pro platform names and, and so on. But the core code is exactly the same. And we think that is the ability or well, that delivery is what enables us to move so quickly. You know, we want to continue this agile delivery of the uh, of the the solutions as a whole. Now we're almost out of time, but I've just got one more question I want to ask you all, uh, and it's it's one of those types of questions in a single sentence. Um, tell me what you're most excited about for the future of Intelliflow. Nick, you first. 
Just one sentence? <laughs> That's challenging, John. Oh, may, may, maybe two. We'll, we'll let you go. Uh, maybe, two. maybe two. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I mean, essentially, uh, there's lots of capability here. But what, what excites me most is about bringing this best of breed capability across all of our products into one seamless interface. Because we think that will enable advisors to do what advisors do best. Oh, I think I'll make that two sentences. Well done, Nick. Uh, Jen, to you. Thanks, John. I would say what excites me is, you know, just having an expanded breadth of capabilities more broadly that meets the needs of our customers. So, for example, you know, no longer do customers have to engage multiple point solutions to have that robust end-to-end -end advisory solution. Thank you, Jen. And then finally, JK, over to you. Thanks, John. So mine, mine's one sentence, but it's a very long sentence. So, <laughs> you know, what, what, what I'm most excited about is the fact that we're actually making a real difference in the financial advice communities we operate in, both be it the UK, the US, or soon to be in the US and the Australian market as well. Um, we've built a bit of a groundswell of advocacy and actual proof points that help the advisors to have confidence in what we do and the tools that they can use to help better their engage with their clients and ultimately help their firm provide advice to more people than ever before. That's what I'm excited about. Well, it is an exciting story. And thank you, all three of you, for sharing your thoughts on it. Um, there's more I'm sure we could be talking about, but unfortunately, we're out of time. Nick, Jen, JK, thank you very much indeed for your time. And thank you for listening to Intelliflow Insider. We welcome your thoughts on what you'd like us to cover next. So please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can find out more on what we've covered today by going to intelliflow.com.